0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 22 of the Stream Queens podcast where we review horror films and horror adjacent films. That you can stream on the internet. In fact, it used to be all Netflix, but we branched out this week, folks.
1: I, know, I listened back to a few early episodes, and you did start out with that you can stream on the internet, and then it became that you can stream on Netflix, and now we're back to <laughs> that you can stream on the internet. Full circle.
0: <laughs> so I'm your host Rachel, and joining me, summoned from a Geode, is the only one and only Elder God Mars. <laughs>
1: that one's a very good one. I like
0: that one. You a lot. like that? It's like, yeah. It like combines. like geodes, and sparkly goodness, and... And you know how I feel about sparkly things. Yes. I know you especially like sparkly things that are hiding at the bottom of candles. Yeah. I think I was a crow in a
1: past life, probably, who just collected sparkly things and ribbons in my nest.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so... Today we are doing something special because it is based on a listener request. We're going to be reviewing the film The Gate, Uh, but before we get into that, Mars, let's just save everybody some pain and suffering. Remind them, what is our spoiler policy? Our
1: spoiler policy is that we're going to spoil it. We've spoiled 21 movies before this one, (laughs) and we will spoil this one as well.
0: Yes, we will. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We spoil (laughs) Yes, we do. We are. Oh, that should be like our tagline, right? If it ain't this broke, sh- don't fix it. We gonna spoil. We, we gonna spoil. <laughs> okay. So first of all, what have you been up to? Anything exciting?
1: Uh, No, not really. Okay. Just normal cemetery stuff.
0: Oh, anything spooky? Any spooky doings in the cemetery?
1: No, but now that the weather is changing and we're starting to get storms again, I get to pick up my pretending to be a ghost hobby. It's a seasonal hobby, you know?
0: (laughs) This is the season of you. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I've seen enough horror movies to know that that's how they always start, where, like, the person is, like, a skeptic or they're, like, playing the pranks and then it turns out that place is actually haunted. And then by the end of the movie, they're fighting like a real demon.
1: Yeah, but I think that the you know whatever might be hanging out in my house has a good enough sense of humor that like probably if someone were to look up in my window during the storm and then get scared, it's because the ghost decided to reveal itself. But the whole time, I'm just like, man, I'm scary, you know? Because it's like behind <laughs> me, and I don't even know that See, it between, wasn't me. Like-
0: a ghost behind you like doing the rabbit ears like that's (laughs) what i'm picturing (laughs) you
1: know it's uh i think that's
0: probably about the lines
1: that i'm at with with the ghosts here although i will say the window that i like to pretend to be a ghost from there's a a mirror on the wall behind it so when you Uh turn around to leave the room there's a mirror there and i refuse to look in that mirror in the dark because what's the um there's actually a phobia for the fear of looking in a mirror in the dark. Hmm, Googling,
0: fear and of I, looking.
1: I don't remember what it's called, but it actually
0: has a name. Oh, I'm sure. It's called spectrophobia. It's yeah. a, a kind of specific phobia involving a morbid fear of mirrors, sometimes related to the fear of ghosts or the undead. Yeah, and it's, like, it encompasses, like, (laughs) looking in the
1: mirror in the dark, as well as, like, being afraid that if you stare at your own reflection, it'll move independent of you. That
0: I'm totally afraid of. There was an episode that I saw as a kid of The Twilight Zone, and it wasn't, like, the black and white one. It was, like, the 80s remake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in this thing, this woman was being haunted, but, like, this thing's face would show up in things where it didn't belong. But it would also, like, take on sort of the, um, like, if it was a wall or a mirror, it would be, like, the shape of... Like, it would look like a made-of-wall or mirror, but there were, like, eyes watching her. Ugh. Yeah, it, like, fucked me up as a kid. Like, that and the episode of the, bo- the Boogeyman episode of... Uh, the real Ghostbusters were the two things that scared me the most. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I'm terrified of that stupid boogeyman. But, okay, so rate your phobias then. Okay, so philosophobia, which is the fear of dark water. One. Um, I don't oh. even need to hear the other ones. Number one. Okay. <laughs> Alright, hold, on, hold on. Let me see if there's a wall on fear. Okay is, okay. is it philosophobia? Is it hi- hylophobia, which is an f- irrational fear of wooded areas? Oh, I don't think that one's too high on my list, No, not too high? Okay. Or Spectrophobia, the new one we just learned about.
1: Oh, definitely Thalassophobia first, Spectrophobia second, and then the Woods one. Because I do have a fear, but I think it's like, okay, this, what is it that they say that a phobia is an irrational fear that alters the way you live your life? I don't Mm. think my fear of the Woods is is irrational i think that it's completely rational
0: (laughs) i say the same thing about spiders but others disagree (laughs) i mean i
1: also say the same thing about the ocean you know i think it's completely valid to not want to be in the shark's house on the shark's plate but some people are like but the ocean and you're more likely to get kicked by a bull than eaten by a shark I'm like yeah well you know i don't hang out with bulls really either (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know you're like okay. I also have a fear of getting in a in a pin with a bull. So. you know I just I have a totally rational fear of being
1: mauled by an animal, it doesn't really matter what animal it is. Mhm. Mm. I ran from a particularly aggressive squirrel last summer because I was afraid it was going gonna... <laughs> to, I didn't think babies. it was, I didn't, yeah, right. And it was charging me, which is not normal squirrel, squirrel no. behavior. It turns out it is actually, cause it's a different kind of squirrel and they just are more territorial. What? And I'd never, it was a Douglas squirrel. They're the ones with the little ear tufts <laughs> and it was like charging at me one day I was in the yard and I, and I wasn't afraid that it was going to hurt me or like, you know. But, I, you know, all I could think was, like, I really am not in the mood to have to go to the hospital because I got bitten by a wild animal. Because you absolutely should go to the hospital if you get bitten by a wild animal.
0: I'm I'm you proud know? of you that you believe that. I figured you would just, like, rub a hot dog on it and, like, hope oh, for the best.
1: <laughs> I mean, it depends on the degree of the wound. I probably would have looked at it and been like, well, we'll see if it's pink tomorrow and if it's swollen and I'll go.
0: <laughs> I've
1: survived a lot of so, things. I don't
0: have a warm-up question, but we kind of accidentally bumped into the like, rough idea I came up with 30 seconds before the episode based on something from this weekend. But we, I learned a fun fact, an animal fun fact that I thought was really interesting. And so my question to you is going to be, what is the most bizarre, interesting animal fun fact you know? But let me tell you mine first, because it's my new one. Okay. First of all, okay, two. One, you do not want a tiger to lick you, which really bummed me out. They can get down to the bone in four licks. What? Yes. If they lick your arm, they will be to the bone and four legs. <gasps> oh,
1: my God. I know. Why?
0: The death of a dream, right? Like, yes. all I wanted in life was a tiger to lick me. No moss. <sighs> but the other one, the really weird one, was that you cannot tell the difference between a male or a female hyena without doing a... Like-
1: they have fake. Shlongs, you already right? know this.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you, you. They they have one there, and they're like, we don't know if it's a guy or a girl because we've never done the DNA test.
1: Yeah, the females have fake penises so that they don't just get
0: like <laughs> hounded by all the dudes. God, you know everything, but yeah. So that I did was not the, know the
1: tiger one.
0: And so the guy was like, "If you want to see something weird, Google." Um, hyenas giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just passing that forward to the other people in the audience who don't know, don't know about hyenas genitals. All right. What's your weird animal fact? Uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot. I know. Cause I know a, a, a few really weird. That's why I figured you would. this would not be hard for you. You wouldn't have to do a lot of thinking ahead. I know. I don't know
1: why I know so many bizarre things about animals. But I think, okay, so I'm only going to, this is the first one that came to mind. Again, I don't know. Maybe you know this already. And I also bring it up because I was at a social event and I didn't know anyone. And I panicked and used this as a conversation starter. And it wasn't right. <laughs> <great. laughs> okay. I was at a party. And I was with a group of, like, four or five people that I didn't know, and we were all trying to do that, like... Because it was, like, the, the group of people who all only knew, like, one other person, and that one other person was, like, engaged in some other conversation. So we were all trying awkwardly to be like, no, no, we can talk to other people. We're all adults here. And the conversation went dead, and it was just, like, this circle of people just standing there, like, awkwardly, like, rereading for the millionth <laughs> time your beer bottle label and stuff. And then I... <laughs> Being the social genius that I am, went, did you know koalas have cloacas? They poop, pee, and give birth through the same hole. And the silence maintained itself. Oh, my God. It wasn't great. (laughs) It's not one of my prouder moments. I'm so sorry. Um,
0: (laughs) But it is. Gate. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um. And I think, like, one person, like, after, like, a solid three more seconds of silence was like, really? That's, how do you know that? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> oh, I watched a video on it earlier today, which is not also the follow-up statement you want to make. You just go, oh, I don't know. It's not
0: getting better. <laughs> right? It wasn't,
1: it, uh, and then the silence maintained itself after that, and I think I went
0: home. <laughs> oh, so, oh Mars! See, the thing is, is if I didn't know you and I was at that party and you said that, I would be like, "That's my new best friend." See, the, who was this fucking is, weirdo?
1: I appreciate that. I'm also a very an acquired taste. I'm not for everyone.
0: <laughs> I just <diss laughs> so brain. when people
1: when people are like, "What?" You know, like really interested in this effect or like you know, well, I also happen to know that. Tigers can get down to the bone and four legs. I'd be like, "See, these are my people," and it's very
0: easy for me to recognize one of my own. Right, you just weed people out. <laughs> so, do you feel warmed up? I do. Me too. All right, let's talk about a little movie called The Gate. So, this was a me pick, and I picked this movie. um It was actually based on a listener recommendation, um I, and like I had mentioned it to you, like, oh. Oh, God. I keep forgetting to look it up, but the listener, sorry, I forget your name, but I've said it on like two previous podcasts. So I'm going to give myself a pass. Um, recommended this, and I learned that you had not seen it. So, it, and it was totally something that scared me as a kid and that I hadn't seen in like 15 years. So I thought, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Let's see how it holds up. Let's see, you know, like, you also love horror movies that are for kids that are just, like, not really a thing anymore. So I thought it might be fun to, to revisit. So yeah, as a, I don't know how much you'll
1: keep of the animal fact session, but as I mentioned earlier, it was at a Halloween pos- like, costume party dressed up as a character from a cartoon from the 80s that scared the shit out of me. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs>
1: oh don't worry the cloaca staying in <laughs> <laughs> perfect there are at least five people on the face of the planet who will
0: be like oh shit i, I was i was there for that <laughs> would not that be crazy if one of them was listening to the show like didn't even realize they hadn't put it together and they're like oh my god i remember when that mouse told me about the cloaca yeah
1: well hurley was there so there's at least one person who will definitely know what i'm talking about Ah, That's
0: amazing!
1: Oh my god! Actually, she might have walked away during that part. Really? Yeah, she
0: left you high and dry. She was, but it was her sister's. Party, Okay, but did she walk away and miss it? Or did she walk away when you said it like, uh, I got to put some distance between me and the cloaca?
1: No, I I think she walked. She had stepped away. Okay. And then I said it. I was like, dang, Hurley's cold. (laughs) Not not like I didn't invite the mouse. I have no idea who brought the mouse. No, I think she had stepped away to like help someone with something. And then in her absence, I panicked and talked about
0: butthole birth canals basically Marshall, yes marsupial buttholes yeah
1: if i ever shared a death metal band by the way butthole marsupial? birth canal
0: oh butthole birth canal mm. i can already see the the like album art it's like a death metal cool if you play it backwards <laughs> what do you learn from, from playing that record backwards? just a bunch of butthole <laughs> facts
1: Like if you Uh, if you're a human and you wax all the hair off of your butthole, it's impossible you to have a silent fart. Did you know that? Yeah.
0: (laughs) This is a really special episode. Yeah,
1: I know a lot of things.
0: Fascinating.
1: Yeah, something about the hair is what keeps your actual butt cheeks from like touching and vibrating basically when you fart it's a it's a
0: buffer of some kind yeah
1: so but if you remove that then you will never again have a silent fart until you like let the hair grow back or
0: whatever okay so anyone who like silent and deadly around you you'll be like i know that you have a hairy butthole
1: yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) you know what's really frustrating is that i do really poorly at like trivia nights and bars if only there was a butthole section. But in everyday life, I'm just walking around talking about <laughs> this stuff in, like, not the most appropriate settings, usually.
0: I feel and like we need a, bu- like, a like, like an audio cue. Like, it'll be like, Mars fun fact. <laughs> bloop, and then, like, cut into one of your fun <laughs> facts. The more you know, the
1: less you'll call me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, disagree. <laughs> Mars, would you mind synopsizing? Speaking of orifices, would you mind synopsizing the gate?
1: Yes or no, I wouldn't mind. Sorry, I got
0: <laughs> you're like nope, and we're done. <laughs> Podcast over.
1: You I've think said that's what
0: I've, I've, I've said. What I've come here to say. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you next time, Shadow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> All right, tell us about the gate. Right, so we watched a movie called The Gate. Yes, we with did. A, a tiny
0: baby Steven Dorf. I did. I not tell you he was a fetus in this. He's very small. He's a tiny little human, like smaller even than I remembered. And he's so cute in he this. Is so cute. Like I, and he was to... a good actor for being so young, right? I'm so glad you think so because I was. <laughs> I have in my notes here this whole thing about like I don't know if his style of acting like you know like when you watch old like movies from like the 30s and 40s and like the kids have a very particular way of acting yeah and i the 80s have their own particular way of kid actors acting right and i'm not sure if it's that it's actually pretty good or if i'm just like inoculated against it because i watched these movies in the 80s and it's, like, secretly actually unbearable. So, one of my questions, as we're, I was actually going to ask you, is because you, you didn't see this as a kid. So, mm-hmm, I no. wonder how this movie translates having been seen as an adult. And part of it was, like, the performances. So, it's interesting that right away you're already saying you liked his performance.
1: Yeah, I thought, I mean, because I feel the same way. And you see a lot of kid actors and stuff. Like, not everybody's going to be a Dakota fanny, right? But right. there's some kids that are in things that you're like man someone paid that child to be in this movie with that role
0: yeah like, did they just not on purpose yeah
1: like do they get the name wrong and they called the wrong person and too embarrassed to take it back that's how i think i've gotten some, some jobs in the past by the way where they <laughs> called the wrong person were way too embarrassed to, to, to correct themselves so
0: Hope you for identify. the hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> he is so crazy. Anyway,
1: um no, but I thought he did I mean for how young he is, uh-huh, he did a really good and just so many of those it was funny to me as far as I haven't even gotten into the synopsis. I'm already just
0: we already <laughs> warned people this yeah. is
1: gonna be a mess. We're all over the place. Um he for being so young did that like not even like alarmed when things happened oh no but that's just really disappointed in how this day is going oh no you know like, every time... <laughs> he's already
0: so world weary like... <laughs> every time uh. he sees
1: that the hole is open again he's just like
0: oh no <laughs> <laughs> totally. yeah he. i mean like he has like little kid pathos who who would have ever guessed
1: <laughs> right uh so the story is about Alan and Terry,
0: who are Correct. friends. I know. I'm Glenn. Doing a,
1: Glenn. I'm, Glenn.
0: Glenn. What did I Al, say? You said Alan. Alan. But uh, Al is the older sister. so you Al were is like, the older sister. You, It was a combo. Like, maybe you you meant to do it. It was like one of those celebrity name mashups. I think that's where I got confused,
1: because I don't even know where Alan would have come from any, like any other place unless <laughs> I was trying to smash Al and Glenn together. <laughs> anyway, it's Glenn and Terry, yes. who are these you know kids their friends they hang out um and al the older sister and in the very beginning you kind of get the sense that you know glenn and al used to probably hang out a lot more and shoot off rockets and stuff together but she's entering her teenage phase where she just wants to hang out with her friends at the mall and stuff like that and glenn's feeling a little neglected because his big sister's growing up without him but they have a reconciliation over a rocket later on so it's kind of oh and then you know the whole rest of the opening the gate to hell part, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> also brings them back together.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, anyway, lightning strikes a tree house, knocking the tree over and it opens a gate to hell in Glenn's backyard. And no matter how many times they physically seal it up and whatever, for some reason, it just keeps opening back up again and it gets worse and worse and worse. as time goes on. Um, the first time it gets reopened is actually Terry's idea who is just like the nerdiest bad influence I've ever seen in my life? Uh, I
0: know. That is not usually a combo that you see. Like, he kind of is like a pocket protector in a battle vest. I don't understand. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, Terry comes
1: from a troubled home, a neglectful an father, and he lost his mom, you know, a year ago and all this. So he's a little bit acting out all the time, which Glenn's father warns him against and is just sort of like, if Terry comes up with a bad idea, just don't do it, maybe. Yeah. But Terry comes up with a bad idea of digging into where the tree was because they found geodes. And he's thinking, like, oh, we could sell them and stuff. And Glenn's all worried about the lawn and things like that. And of course, they find a massive geode, which should be alarming because they're not generally supposed to be that big, I don't think. Right? Like, you just I mean, kinda... I've
0: seen them pretty big, but
1: it's rare. Yeah. And they can lift it pretty easily, which is also kind of... If, the, if a geode was that big, it would be so heavy. Yeah, be, it yeah, it would. Yeah. So heavy. Um, so they find a geode, crack it open, moths appear, which right. they... Terry and his, like, troublesome, you know, when there's just, like, red flags, and he's, like, putting them in a jar, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna see how long they survive without air! And Glenn is concerned about this instinct, Yes, that's one of the first signs of a serial killer, I'm pretty sure. Oh, totally. And what
0: they don't... What it, like, the triad, where it's, like, fire-starting, bedwetting, and animal cruelty? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess Glenn would be the
1: fire-starter in this one. It's because he's not allowed to shoot off rockets anymore by himself, because he set the You're house right. on fire. Yes. So if Al pees the bed, then I guess together their powers <laughs> combine.
0: And they form serial killer Voltron! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my
1: um, goodness! Anyway, so once this gate starts, it's been opened, strange things start happening in the house, like I said, all the moths everywhere. um, their parents go out of town. I would like to interject that I'm really happy with the movie from the eighties in which the kids did not refer to their parents as quote unquote the parental units, yeah, because that's, that's true. rare that's a rare for a movie that happened in the eighties that has right. parents. I actually I watched a movie recently that came out like last year, and they called them the parental units. I was like, really? It's time Mm -hmm. to it was time to retire that in the
0: nineties. It did have the other eighties trope though of somebody being called a fag oh yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh which by the way is always such a bummer when you like love an 80s movie and you go back and it's just like wall to wall fag and you're like no this is not okay (laughs) like monster squad is like i love monster squad but it is such a freaking like serial offender of fag it's
1: so sad. It's so it sad. Is. It's like when you find out that Milo and Otis used real animals in no, not safe ways. And you're no, like, why you gotta ruin no, all the things oh my in my no, life?
0: It's the worst. It's the worst. I don't like to think about that. <laughs> I know. Oh.
1: And it was such a huge part of my childhood. Oh, totally. And just hearing that one dude do all the voices for all the...
0: <laughs> Especially
1: when he does the female and He's like, oh oh, Milo, oh, Milo. And you're like, oh, it's (laughs) one dude in a sound booth doing a hundred animal voices. That's Uh, rough. Anyway. I'm so
0: distracted today. i, well, that's okay. I don't It's know Friday. What's wrong. It's also Friday. Usually we do this on a Thursday, so there's like oh, a true. semblance of having to have our shit together, but now it's Friday. I'm like, I gave up hours. <laughs> I got a text ago. from Randy saying he's going to be late, couple hours late, so I'm not trying to stay on track. <laughs> this is a mess.
1: <laughs> this is going to take you so long to edit later. Yes, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> anyway, so. Al and Glenn's parents go out of town for the weekend, and in a move that my parents would never have done when I was 15, they decided they can leave them home by themselves. Mostly because uh, knowing that I can't drive if something had happened and I wouldn't be able to get my brother to the hospital or whatever would have been the big factor on why my parents would not have left us alone for an entire weekend. Like, maybe an evening if they were doing a work thing or something, but they would never have left me at 15 years old home alone to take care of my brother all weekend. I don't know. Maybe the 80 80- I mean the
0: 80s were a different time. But yes. I do love that cut to like where they're like no parties and then you just cut to the like typical 80s parties and it's just wall to wall crimped hair and like oh white like white dancing. <laughs> like, like somehow that like the the hot fashion
1: was like a weird mixture between like wallpaper and athleisure wear. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love the 80s.
1: So, yeah, exactly. So Al throws a party and all of her friends are there, and in another stereotypically 80s move, all the friends are, like, super mean to Glenn with, for, like, no reason other than the fact right. that he's the little brother. <laughs> right. Um, and then, probably my favorite character in the entire movie, weird girl who wants to have a sudden seance. Yes!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I, de- I definitely identify with her. I think I was probably that weird girl at the party.
1: It was so funny, because they go one minute from, like drinking and help me tap the keg and party dancing to like like who at that party was like cut the music you guys we should sit around and tell ghost stories now we're done with the dancing (laughs) dancing time is over it's ghost story time now but somehow that happens so the whole group of teenagers has decided to quit dancing and running around and partying and they're sitting around telling ghost stories and that's when creepy girl who wants to have a seance speaks up about levitation and how it's all about concentration and they're trying to levitate a dude in a chair, but they can't do it. And she keeps being like, it's because you broke your concentration. And she's doing like the, you know, Madam Fortune Teller hands where all the fingers are together, but the finger, it's the, it's very specific move. Uh And, uh, they decide to try to levitate Glenn because he's very small and they think they can do it. And Terry's staying the night. I don't think I mentioned that earlier. Terry's also there. Of course. And they levitate Glenn like fully off the ground and he crashes into the ceiling and rips out a, like, light fixture. I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's what that was. And Glenn's all freaked out, and everybody else is just like, oh, sweet party trick. And Glenn's like, no, but for real, I just flew a little bit. So, you know.
0: Oh, poor Glenn. And the poor
1: kid is so, and I just feel so bad for him. He just spent the whole evening being shut away in his room. He comes down for a snack and immediately gets picked on by a bunch of high school kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Well. That's what oh, for summoning is... a demon in his room.
1: I guess that's true. He did open a gate to hell, so. So, you
0: know. <laughs> tomatoes, tomatoes, I guess. <laughs>
1: this is also the point where Terry tells the story, right, about the workman who got who died on the site of their house and got buried yeah, in the walls or something. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because they're talking about creepy stuff, and Terry's just like, oh, yeah, I believe, you know, there's here's the story about this dead man who's in the walls of your house. Um. Anyway, so the next day, Glenn is talking to Al and is like, you know, how he was all freaked out. And, of course, Al is just, it was nothing. It was a joke. You know, whatever. And then all of her friends flood in and... Or no. The dog died. I I missed the dream. Yeah. So that night, (laughs) I skipped over... Very important stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. So that night, uh, Terry has a dream that he hears his mom calling him. So he goes downstairs and his mom is there. And you know, in stereotypical '80s ghost fashion, in the white and the terry. yeah, mom's there in her like her fancy lingerie, her mom lingerie, yeah, which yeah. no one wants. You don't want to see your mom dress like no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> and if it was realistic, it would have been like a terry cloth bathrobe with food stains on it. I think. No.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> or right. maybe that's
1: just me. I don't know. I mean, um, you know, we all have to have something to aspire to. Yeah. So he, of course, believes it's his mom, goes down to hug her, and finds the the mom becomes the dog's body? The dog kind of growls, right, at this point? So, but he's dead. The dog yeah. is dead. Angus the dog, the 87-year-old dog, is dead. Um, I felt, well, I'll get to it later, I guess. Um. So Terry screams because he was hugging a dog corpse. Yeah, that'll and do it. Yeah, I also would. Though, I will say, it being the dog corpse, I thought it was going to be something scarier than that, because I was like, you know, as soon as he hugs the mom, he's going to pull away, and it's something terrible, and I was expecting some sort of, like, demon thing.
0: Yeah, like, I feel like that's a, a definitely something I've seen in other movies, where, like, you pull back, and it's, like, mom, and she's rotted or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um,
1: I mean, not to say that if you find out suddenly, if you wake from a dream, find yourself hugging a dog corpse, it's not scary. I mean, that's that's a
0: bummer. That's definitely a bummer.
1: It was just a different brand of scary than I was expecting. Fair. Um, so he screams, he wakes up, Glenn and Al. I almost just called them Alan again. It's like (laughs) stuck in my brain now. Uh Uh, and you know, they come downstairs and they find the dog has died, but the dog was also super old. So it's not red flagged as anything particularly unusual or alarming. It's just very sad. Yeah. So, anyway, now we'll go back to where I was, where it's the next morning and all of Al's friends have come back, and they're like, we're going to the beach, you should come, and we're going to the mall first for some reason. And then in a very strange move, the one dude is just, like, so ready and willing to start carting around his friend's dead dog, right? Mm Because she's like, well, I have to take the dog to the animal shelter or something. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. And then there's, like, a series of shots of him just, like, driving around with a dead dog in his passenger seat and he's like really unconcerned maybe he's the serial killer uh, yeah he's right just, just hanging out with this dog corpse and he like the way when he finds out he can't drop it off anywhere he's like talking to it and he takes it back to the house and he's just carrying it around like i don't know i would not be
0: he's a little too nonchalant
1: yeah it's a little it's a con- it's a little concerning yeah. that he's so just passive about having this dog corpse, right? Um. Anyway, oh, I guess I skipped more. I I keep skipping stuff. That's okay. Um, but Terry has gone home to find a note from his dad that his dad is. I love this in movies when they're just like, "Be, I'm I'm gonna be late for business." You know, <laughs> like it's not like working late or whatever. They're just like, "Oh, I have another. I I'm going on a trip for business, just yeah. general business." But there's a note from dad saying he's gonna be late because of business. So Terry starts eating questionable pizza, and you kind of start getting that feeling of like, oh, this is a kid who's like, neglected and sad, and yeah. no wonder he acts so weird in the way he does, and mm-hmm. he might be the serial killer. Apparently this movie is the gay, semicolon, who does it. Mars think is the serial killer? <laughs> it's everyone. Spoiler. Um, he goes up to his room, and he's, this is so weird. Like, I don't question it. It's fine, but he has this album that his dad purchased in europe that is apparently like a sect of super religious people who have translated and are singing songs about how to close gates to hell and about the demons and stuff yeah
0: you've never lived with my old roommate because that shit like i mean not that it actually opens and closes but like that is definitely a thing. Like, I remember, like, painting our house, and he was, like, playing all this weird... It was this band, Witchery, and it's very that. Very it's just, that.
1: It's mostly just strange that a guy would get that for his, like, 11-year-old
0: son. Uh, it's his neglected 7-year-old son. And, like, yeah, I, guess so. I remember, like, my parents let me, like... They bought me the Appetite for Destruction album, which had, like... The most disturbing art on the back. I don't know if you remember that. Mm -mm, Or it's like this giant alien with giant teeth, like um, uh, knife teeth floating over a street. And like on the ground is a woman whose underwear is around her ankles because she's just been sexually assaulted wow yeah, yeah that's you pretty... don't remember that album let me find no. that art for you hold on you gotta see it oh no, it's not? oh
1: yeah i've never seen this before
0: yeah that's the back of the album
1: yeah that's pretty upsetting yeah
0: but A i little, just did little
1: crossbo- skull and crossbone sperms shooting out all over the place
0: yeah it's pretty troubling yeah um <laughs> that's the 80s for you baby it was it was a different time. Yes. And we'll definitely need to talk about like just like the whole like Reagan era of it all. But we'll get <laughs> <Yeah>. into that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so he uh, I guess man, I just keep skipping over things. So they opened the giant Geode yes. the night before Terry had his nightmare dog dream. Yes. And it apparently left markings on I don't remember I don't know what they're called, but I had a million of them growing up. Those things yes. were like a sheet over the black, like pad and you can draw stuff and you lift a sheet and it goes away or whatever totally like a magic erase thing yeah i don't really know but they were like party favors at every kid's birthday party ever and they i mean it left. so the geo left markings on this pad
0: so terry and they fully like evil dead it and read that shit aloud (laughs) i exactly what i was thinking when they got (laughs) to the part and i
1: was like if you
0: don't know what
1: it does you don't read it aloud and even if you do you don't Like, there are just (laughs) certain books that you should just know not to read out loud from. My brother, this is a tangent story. My brother saw an estate sale (laughs) near his house one day a couple years ago. So he went because, you know, estate sale. And he bought a set of Swedish medical diaries. Not diaries. Like, journals. Like, they're medical texts. But they're in another language. And he's guessing it's Swedish. He doesn't know for sure. Okay. But it's in a language he can't read. It looks Eastern European, probably. But again, he's not sure. And in one of the books, he found 24 leaf clovers. What? So his rule with the books are no one reads from them aloud because he and I grew up in the same house and
0: we have the same standards. <laughs> Whoa, that's fucking weird. Also that he was like, yeah, I will make this purchase. Yeah, yeah, right? And he said that
1: when he got them they're very very old. Like they're not like, oh, this was printed in ninety ninety seven. Like these are printed like 40s, 50s. Like what they're, if they're very, like, very old, old. Like
0: Nazi journals.
1: Yeah, well, he can't yeah, obviously. Like, I mean, they could be it, the only reason why he thinks they're medical, you know, texts is because of the pictures,
0: <laughs> which is making me concerned <laughs> that they're like Nazi journals. Yeah, cuz they're I mean, th- yeah. So the the art is interesting.
1: Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. And he said, (laughs) and he was like, he was telling me when he first opened one, like still at the estate sale that it had chemical smells coming out of it. What? Like formaldehyde kind of? Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) And like things that smell vaguely of like disinfectants and stuff. And so. Oh my God yeah dude those are
0: cursed items
1: why did he buy them and he bought them at an estate sale which generally happens when someone has died died. in their family is trying to get rid of their
0: stuff yeah i've got a lot of estate sale stuff in my house and i always there's always a little part of me is like am i gonna walk out with the cursed mirror yeah or like the the what is it do you book box or whatever yeah dimmick box oh my god that movie was scary i don't care what anybody says that movie scared me (sighs) It's because it's a scary, scary? freaking concept. Okay, yes, it scared okay, me. Okay, okay, that part where like the hand is in the back of her throat. <gasps> ah! it's so fucked up. Oh my!
1: Another tangent. Do you know, have you been hearing all this like Post Malone has really bad luck stuff? No. So you know who Post Malone is? He's a
0: hip hop. I know of him.
1: He's yeah. a rapper. I want to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hip-hop. I don't know any of his music. You know, he looks like a homeless Shia LaBeouf. That's pretty much all I know about him.
0: <laughs> right? You and... know, youth culture. The thing I d- about it I don't understand is it. <laughs> yeah, I don't.
1: I don't know anything about him, but I read a lot of Buzzfeed, and he's been in it a lot lately because over the course of like two weeks, he was in like he was on a flight that had a malfunction in the air and almost crashed. And then he was in a car accident like three days later. And then like three days after that, his house was broken into Whoa. and stuff. So they've been talking about this string of bad luck. And then it was revealed that he went to Zach, you know who Zach Baggins is the guy from ghost adventures. Yeah. Uh-huh. He went to Zach Baggins museum of haunted objects and fucked with a, do you, how do you say that word? dibbick box.
0: He did.
1: Yeah. So what he didn't, uh... he
0: did. Dumbass. Yeah,
1: there's a video, like a security camera footage of him, like, touching it and, like, opening it and stuff, and, like, Zach Baggins like, taps him, like, don't do that, man, that's a bit like, there's no audio because it's a security camera but you can tell Zach Baggins is like, man, I wouldn't do that if I were you in Post Malone, and then it was after that that all this shit happened to him so he's like, oh
0: shit right? No scary <laughs> Post Malone has definitely been cursed by a haunted box. Oh, he does look like a like a homeless shia labeouf that's actually Isn't that a really weird yeah <laughs> those tattoos were a poor decision okay yeah. that's really upsetting i mean yeah. like hey, out with know, zach baggins already is a problem but uh you don't touch you the- don't like you, you don't-, don't walk
1: into something called a museum of haunted objects and start touching anything you don't touch
0: anything no like i really want to go to that warren museum but i i will be like arms and legs glued i'm gonna have to hop to avoid touching anything (gasps) never would i touch something no right oh my god that's fucking crazy yeah and super creepy
1: so i'm pretty sure i mean like it's death next right like he dies in a freak accident next isn't that how these things go it's like a series of unfortunate events and then they kill you yeah
0: he's like in like a like a a Final destination situation right yeah. now. Yeah, he just you keeps getting narrowly. Do not get on a plane, fucking <laughs> post Malone. Do not do it. <laughs> right? If you, you get on a plane, you, you turn around. pay. You pay the penalty. You get a new flight. <laughs> <laughs> that is no, no. Nobody t- fucks with a dybbuk box. You send your checked luggage to
1: wherever you were going, and you just tell him, "Hang on to it. I'll be there tomorrow." Because this is not happening today. <laughs>
0: This is so fucking crazy. Isn't that scary? Really scary.
1: I forgot where I was in the synopsis of the movie now.
0: Uh, we were talking about him reading the thing, and it's oh, the next right. morning, and... Sorry, I'm just trying to get back on track, no, and I forgot where I was, fine. but it took
1: so many tangents.
0: I know. Let me look. How long have we been recording? Oh, dear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> yeah. So he takes the little magnet pad back home, and he's using his demonology album to decipher it somehow i love book. the scene
0: of him though like in his like rainbow sheets i know reading like i could totally totally identify with that like did you ever do anything super lame like that when you were a kid oh like, listening yeah to music okay because i totally would listen to like nine inch nails and like drink glasses of of like cranberry juice out of a goblet and be very goth in my room
1: oh <laughs> So, yeah, I did something like it, but also very different, because mine was the Aladdin soundtrack. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, similar, oh, but I'm different. i sure not which one of us is more lame. Like, it is really neck I think, and neck. I, I think it's, you know, it's it's different, but equal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I was very lame, and then it led to, like, really bad poetry, Oof, yeah. It's like two, it's the opposite ends of the spectrum, but the spectrum might be a circle
1: where we've met up again (laughs) on the same same point.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I used to jump around my room, like lip syncing a friend like me and pretending to be Genie. For sure. (laughs) I got caught a couple of times. It was embarrassing.
0: Oh my god. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go
1: ahead, continue. So Terry, like, yeah, so he's, you know, lip syncing along with this speech from the album about the demons and the devils and the gateways and the doorways and all this, and then it sort of like dawns on him, like, oh my god, I could use this album to decipher the images on this pad thing, which... I just want to say, having had several of those as a kid, there comes a time when they stop erasing and what those quote-unquote symbols that the geode left on it looks
0: exactly like one of those pads yeah! that's been used so many times. <laughs> they all eventually turn into a thing to summon a demon.
1: Apparently, I mean, maybe that's the conspiracy, is that some, some yeah. religious sect was distributing them hoping kids would mm-hmm. use them up and then start speaking aloud the things that, no wonder they don't make those anymore. That our kids got a little bit less... You can't entertain them with some toys anymore.
0: Then they made video games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, so he starts deciphering it. it. Comes up somehow with a full text that's like the words to seal, the words and instructions to seal the the gate again. Goes back over to Glenn's house. I think he plays the record backwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Al is at the mall with her friends. Her friend is trying to find a place to deposit the dog still and he goes back to the house so while glenn and terry are talking about this you know while terry's explaining to glenn every all his what his research hasn't covered um the friend gets into the backyard sees a hole conveniently already dug in the backyard and is like well i'll just put the dog in that which also like if someone if someone asks you to help them get rid of the body of a beloved pet just leaving it in a random hole in their own backyard after you've already been like, I'll take it to the, the animal shelter. Or, I'll
0: take it to the vet so that he can just. He's just trying to get his hand on some, like, 14-year-old boobs. He doesn't yeah. care.
1: But, like, at what point do you tell them, like, oh, by the way, I actually just left it in a hole <laughs> yeah. in your backyard? I feel Dude. like you bring it
0: up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: So he puts it in the hole in the gateway to hell without knowing that it's the gateway to hell. Alan and Terry go out into the backyard. They say their ritual in order to close the gate. Unknowingly, they've actually just given it its first offering sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And they discover, I just burped for no reason. That was weird. I'm sorry. (laughs) Apparently the demons are trying to come out of my gate.
0: I Um, learned, oh my god.
1: It sounded like a vagina joke, but it was throat. It was my
0: throat. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I read in a study recently. Um, <laughs> as per Did, our an <laughs> previous article? You that if you hold in farts, eventually they'll come out of your mouth. Ew! So, because what will happen is your body will reabsorb the, the molecules, and you'll have to dispose of it somehow, so you'll burp it out. That's so gross! See, <laughs> <laughs> so you're not the only one with fun facts about Orifices. <laughs> Every time
1: I burp now, I'm just gonna wonder, like, oh God, was that a secondhand fart? It might oh, have no. been. <laughs> no. Yeah. Could be a fart. Sorry. Oh, Continue. <laughs> that is a real demon. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway. well it, In Terry's research, he finds out that in order to seal the gate entirely, or to open the gate permanently, it has to have two human sacrifices. And to seal the gate, it has to be done by some like what was it, a pure being of light and love or something along those lines. Um, but they think that they've sealed it closed. Of course they tell Al all about it and she's just kind of like, Alright, that's weird. I did have a thought though when they're in the backyard like doing the incantation or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just imagined like being the neighbor to this house. And then that thought continued through the rest of the movie i'm right. just like being the neighbors like mowing the lawn and you look over and the two 13 year olds that live next door are like chanting over a hole and just being like kids these days right
0: <laughs> so, like they're uh, the villains in the burbs you know like the, the, yeah right? another version of that movie yeah <laughs> um
1: so they believe that they've sealed it and that everything's gonna be okay but it's um, not but it's not Uh, everything starts going awry with that really fun trick that they do in haunted houses, but, like, it's not a haunted- well, it's technically a haunted house, I guess, at this point, where things come through the walls that night when they're trying to sleep, and, like, Glenn sees shapes press through, which I thought it was interesting that it wasn't just hands and faces, it was, like, some sort of weird
0: rolling, like, brick? Was that? It was, like, Because it had, like, edges. Yeah, I don't know what it was supposed to- it was, like, rough texture, like, I don't know, was it, like, demon hands? I don't really know.
1: I don't know either, but I I liked it. I thought it was interesting because yeah. I was expecting hands and faces and to get right. like some sort of strange like rock kind of yeah, like a rocky texture. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is kind of just where everything all starts falling apart in the house altogether. Um, Al has friends over who, you know, are just again so just mean to Glenn because he's a small child I and know. apparently that's the reason to be mean to people. I don't know. Um, and Terry's spending the night because Terry always spends the night, I guess. I yeah. don't really know. Um, so they start. Oh, and then the moths are going crazy. I don't know. The moths just whatever. And then this part where you first, like, you get your first idea of the demons that are yeah. gonna appear with a shadow <laughs> on the wall, which was so creepy. The demons, like, I understand it was like 80s style, you know, claymation or like, you know, right. stop motion, which is not inherently that creepy, but the actual design I thought was actually really creepy. Yeah. Of the little demons it reminded me of. Do you remember the Montauk monster?
0: The Montauk Monster.
1: It was several years ago a like a animal carcass washed up on the beach in Montauk and they couldn't identify what animal it was. Because it like it had like a it looked like it had a beak it had paws. Poz- it was like a oh, very strange. Oh,
0: dude, it does look like the Montauk monster. What is that?
1: So it ended up being, it was a pit bull or something. It was like a Rottweiler that, oh, because sad. it had been in the ocean for so long, the fur had fallen off and fish had eaten the no, like the soft tissues, basically. So that's why it looks like it has like oh. flippers and why the mouth looks like a beak. I th- Well, I, okay, okay. Actually, I should amend that it's a theory that it's a Rottweiler that spent so much time in the water that it became bloated and hairless and all these things happened to it. It was but a I guess it's been,
0: sloth.
1: Yeah, I guess it's just, it's never been actually confirmed what it was because Ooh. when it came out of the ocean, it's a very limited time frame before it starts decomposing so much that they can't right do anything. And I guess they didn't figure it out in the time Ooh. frame. Tweety. So it's... Yeah, so it's that, like They this... do
0: look like little Montauk monsters. Right? That's a good call, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes for people listening. Um, so the demons
1: are released upon Earth, and they're just, they're very small, but they're just really creepy. And I thought that the, you know. They scared the
0: hell out of me when I was a kid. I see why. I like when the guy falls over and he just turns into a bunch of them. Ugh. Yeah, That really scared me. Also, the hands under the bed when the, they g- start grabbing them and trying to pull them under the bed. That scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> it's something about when Terry falls into the hole. Yes.
1: And the one that just, like, kind of lingers and just keeps going, hey, hey, hey. And it was like, oh, God, it's, it's like Predator style where it's learning the language to try to lull you into a sense oh. of comfort oh, no. which it does because terry then waves and he's like oh hey and then it just gnaws the shit out of his leg of course <sighs> yes um so series of events the house starts falling apart terry becomes the first human sacrifice and then makes a really creepy reappearance later in the closet with the, in weird the closet teeth. Ah! <sighs> and then al stabs him in the eyeball with a barbie leg which was creative yes And then Al becomes the second human sacrifice at some point where she's just kind of abducted into a
0: closet. She gets snatched by the guy in the walls.
1: Yeah. Oh, so Terry admits that he lied about the story, but there is a dude in the wall, turns out, who's Mm -hmm. like a corpse that starts hunting them and takes Al. And then the demon king is released. Yeah. Gives uh, Glenn an eyeball on his hand for some reason. Was there some sort of... Because I understand there's the painting on the wall of the hand Hmm. with the eyeball in it but then i don't know i didn't understand if there was like significance why the demon why the demon king didn't kill him and instead gave him a a hand eye and then moved on why the hand eye i'm googling but you're right i mean it does match the symbol so i wasn't sure if i was missing something or if it just was supposed to be just a weird like oh that's just what he does you know as a thank you here's an extra eyeball in a really inconvenient place
0: hmm i bet it has some symbolism that i don't know okay listeners this is where you come in you've all seen this movie what is other than the fact that it does match the symbol that is like painted in blood on the wall what what is the point of the eye other than it just being really fucking creepy
1: yeah well and it was so i mean because the demon king grabs him and then doesn't kill him, gives him the hand eye, and then moves on. And was it just because all well, he already got is two human sacrifices, so he doesn't care?
0: Well, I'm trying to think about or... when he listened when, like, when um, Terry's telling him all the mythology, and like, so there's the thing about like the the person with a pure heart. Like, we've sort of like laid the breadcrumbs that that's going to be Glenn because a he's our main character, but also because like whenever do- whenever um, Terry does something cruel like he's always like that's cruel you know like be kinder to the dog like he's always pushing to be kind keep a jar full of moths and let them suffocate slowly right exactly so that's why I'm wondering if like it's if there was something in that mythology that I missed like about being like chosen or something like that because it does the point or the fact that it also matches that symbol tells me that there's some significance to it I wonder if maybe it was explained and cut oh yeah I don't
1: know. Because it, anyway, anyway uh, yeah, so I wanted to double check before I just start <laughs> saying things like I sometimes do, I'm like, and for some reason, you're like, well, but remember when they said specifically in the beginning that this would happen? Oh, that's right. Um. Yeah. Hmm.
0: No. Yeah, yeah that's a good question. Yeah. Now I'm going to be thinking, now I'm going to be obsessed with it. I'm going to be reading all of the things.
1: Because <laughs> there's also, isn't there, like, there's a... I don't know what religion it is, but there's a symbol of a hand with an eye in it that's like a good positive symbol, though. Yeah, it's not... what is
0: it? Like the, the kind eye high, high hand of Fatima or something? Yeah. It's like a, I want to say like a Hindu symbol? I hope that's not culturally insensitive. Yeah. If it but is, definitely I apologize. Not... That's not my intention. <laughs> but it's definitely not
1: a demon symbol in, you know, so maybe there's a universal meaning of an eye and a hand and just different, it gets used different ways. I don't know. I really don't know. I have
0: no idea. I'm guessing. Um, in the end, oh, the- it's... Hamsa? What? Is a palm-shaped amulet popular through the Middle East and North Africa, commonly used in jewelry and wall hangings. Um, Another meaning of the symbol relates to the sky god, Horus. It refers to the eye of Horus, which means humans cannot escape from the eye of conscience. It says that the sun and the moon are the eyes of Horus, and the hand of Fatima also represents femininity and is referred to as the woman's holy hand. I don't know how that connects uh, to the movie, but that's actually really interesting. Right. Then there's Hamsa meaning evil eye something about the evil eye. Now I really wish I had bothered to read about this at <laughs> all because it actually I do think maybe there is something there, like this idea specifically what I clue on it Ooh, oops. Stupid computer. Um, like specifically the idea of like not being able to escape your conscience and and Glenn is yeah, Glenn is kind of the so you got me doing it. I was like, Alan? No, no. Glenn <laughs> is the conscience of this movie a little bit, I think. Oh. Because yeah. like it's not that Al is bad or anything. She's just she's a teenager. She's someone who's like leaving innocence, where like yeah. Glenn is the ultimate innocence. So like maybe that's why the touch left the hand in his eye. I don't know. There's something interesting there though. On and then the demon god does go into the sky. He does indeed.
1: Because he goes up in his weird tornado like all like all evil beings when they come out of hell they go straight into the sky through it. There is tornado. there is no
0: god, only Zool. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so Glenn defeats Demon King by shooting the hidden the forbidden rocket into him and he explodes and all the sacrifices are returned and Terry has both his eyes so the Barbie didn't do any permanent damage apparently. That's good. Um, and he does get his shoe back in the end because the dog comes back. This is what I was gonna say earlier when the dog dies: is that when the dog comes back, you, I just feel like part of me feels like the dog is so disappointed
0: because he's so
1: old, you know. Like, I, I think, was
0: free. It's like I the was in see- Buffy. We're free. Right. I think I was in heaven. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like if Fire you were that Buffy. dog, <laughs> and you find and you were like. You spent all that
1: time with arthritis and not being able to sleep very well because all your bones hurt and losing your fat content because you're, you know, and your hair is falling out and your eyes are doing that weird discharge thing that just the sad stages of an old dog. Yeah. And then you're released and you get to be running around in the fields in heaven and then all of a sudden you're back in your old decrepit body Aww. and everybody's happy about it.
0: <laughs> Poor everybody's dog. Everybody's like, oh.
1: Thank God, Angus. Oh, I'm so happy. And <laughs> Angus is just like, man, I nah. was doing, I was fine. <laughs> I am 20 years old in human years or whatever it was. Yes. 97 in
0: dog years. I was ready. <laughs> I mean, it, really, you're just buying another week, you know, know. Like, just let him go, let him go. Just, sometimes... <laughs> But I think that's, that's the moment where you're like, oh, right. This is a kid's movie. Right. Yeah. Like this is oh that's right yes it's really you know like actually going for scares but it actually is a
1: kids yeah. movie. Um, In the end, and the house stays ruined, so that's a question that will be answered later, I guess. When the but I feel come like
0: home. that's the situation where you can't get in trouble for that, right? Like, there's no way the kids did that, right?
1: Except for all the other houses are untouched, so it's not like well a storm blew through in a very narrow yeah. area. Um, But this is where my my. my mind again stuck with the like what would it have been like to be one of those neighbors so like you hear these kids chanting this shit over a hole in the backyard and then the next 48 hours is that yeah and it's all the destruction and the explosions and stuff and just i just imagine like standing on my porch as a neighbor being like uh i wish they would move (laughs) i mean that's me like every morning with my neighbors i'm just like
0: looking at them all like move (laughs) it would be a
1: very burb situation where right glenn
0: and al's house is the god i love that movie so much i i I saw that recently again i hadn't seen it in years it's so fucking good it's it is it's so good it holds up it really does all right so what do you think of this movie
1: I I really liked it. I oh, thought I'm it was legitimately so creepy. Glad.
0: I think that it they could make a really scary remake of it. If they there read. was talk of a remake, I want to say ten years ago, Alex Winter, aka um, Bill from Bill and Ted's oh. Excellent Adventure, <laughs> was going to do a three D remake of the movie, mm. and was like he's like a super fan. He was like super excited to do it, and something fell through. isn't that a bummer? I kind of wish that somehow that would get revived because I agree with you. This needs, this, this is actually like, this could, you could do a remake of this. It's been long enough.
1: Yeah. And it would be legitimately good because the actual, like the story on its own is scary. The fact that you can incorporate like these demon creatures is scary. Like, I think you could actually make a
0: really good, scary remake of this movie. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I would support it
0: if it happened. Oh, I would excited. totally, I would totally be down to check that out. I'm glad to hear you liked it. I was not sure because I love this movie, but as I was watching it, and I still loved it, like I could see the seams, and I was trying to imagine what it would be like to see this for the first time as a, an adult, and I was like, "Does how much of my love for this movie is nostalgia?" Um, I, you know, like I unapologetically love this movie, but I would understand as someone who would saw it you know in their 30s would be like yeah i don't know about this so that's good to hear that it still it still works
1: i had fun i had fun watching it and it was creepy so Mm -hmm. those are the things i enjoy fun and creepy
0: and it was both good okay (laughs) yeah um yeah i I mean for me i agree with you like i said i still think this movie is really effective um i love the monsters in this movie and the and the like very sort of harry esque like stop motion animation yeah I, I mean, I'm just a sucker for that anyway, because I grew up watching, like, Jason and the Argonauts and Clash of the Titans. Like, those are my favorite movies when I was a kid. So that art style, like, I'm so sad it's gone. I mean, I understand why it's been replaced, because, you know, it's not the most realistic looking. But just the the style of it, the look of it always is very cool to me. Like, it's not like in modern movies where you can't tell where the cgi ends when it's done well like you always know you're looking at things that are like model scale or that are you know what i mean like that there is not the same level of realism but like there's a charm to it that i just i just love um and like the big monster at the end like the design is not the scariest but his eyes still very scary yeah
1: Oh, it did make me laugh when he first comes out and like the littler set of hands are like like rubbing at the T Rex
0: eyes. eyes. He's like sleepy elder god.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm
0: up. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, can, you can see why he might be cranky. Uh, but yeah, so last time I, I saw this, it was like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And I had not read any really read any Lovecraft. So going back and watching this again and realizing how Lovecraftian it actually is with the, like like slumbering elder gods on another plane of existence and like the little minions that come and like try to bring forth the ritual to summon it. Like it's very, very Lovecraftian. And so that was kind of a fun discovery, even though like I had seen it before I hadn't had that perspective on it. So that was really, that was really cool. Um, I also, yeah, I, this is a type of movie that doesn't really exist anymore, which is horror for kids. Like we still have, Movies for kids that like sort of deal in horror tropes, like goosebumps. That was the first thing that came to my head. I was like, yeah, but it's goosebumps with Jack Black. That's right. Not, that's not the same. So, it, like, deals in horror tropes, but it's not actually meant to scare. It's like an it's like an action adventure movie with monsters in it. Whereas yeah. this, I feel like, it like intended to scare kids. And it's these are like formative movies for me as a kid because I learned to like to be scared from watching them. Like Gremlins is another one, or um, what are some other ones from like childhood? Gremlins was scared the shit out of me as a kid. I
1: got scared by a lot of movies that weren't supposed to be scary. Really, movies like the whole anything Don Bluth made. In, fair they're That's all creepy. totally
0: fair they're totally creepy yes. or rankin
1: and bass made mm-hmm. watership down
0: mm-hmm. and my
1: parents were like she's five it's a cartoon about bunnies sure no. and then an hour and a half later i'm watching them rip each other's genitals mm-hmm. off and i was like well Mm-mm. this hath changed my mind mother <laughs> We we're talking about how there's not really any horror movies for kids anymore, right? And the eighties was it was it was a big time
0: for let's actually scare some children, <laughs> right? Which is wild now, like in retrospect, because like in some ways, this movie is kind of it's interesting because like it's um, it's like the suburban movie that's set in the eighties, like during the Reagan era. So it's like on one hand very moralistic in the 80s sort of sensibilities where like um how do i describe this um like this uh, like the ideas about like heavy metal and and evil being linked and like sort of Mm -hmm. like the suburban fears of the 80s but then you transplant it into 2018 and it like kind of exposes the way that like yes our culture has changed around that to some degree like we no longer have panic about like you know th- lyrics and things like that but we have our own new sort of forms of ideas about like like prudishness like we would never make a movie like this to specifically chill- scare children now yeah and like how in that perspective like it was more it was it's like more repressed now in certain ways than it was then and like it would be pretty controversial now but not for the reasons that it was kind of controversial or ideas that it was exploring then it's just an interesting movie to watch and I don't know I know it wasn't necessarily intending on this but I love the sort of idea of it being set in the 80s in the Reagan era in the suburbs and like there just sort of being this thin veneer of like civility and wholesomeness and family values but like just below the surface is like this sort of bubbling evil kind of <laughs> hiding underneath the i i don't know if that's what the movie was trying to get at but it's what where my mind went so yeah um yeah uh it just i, lo- I love anything like that like sort of suburban you know how you love a dinner party horror i mm-hmm. love a suburban horror that always is really interesting to me because i kind of like the horror of like civility is like that false civility is always really interesting to me um, yeah i think this movie does a really good job of fear of playing with childhood fears like monsters under the bed and like the morale of the mortality of your parents and pets mm-hmm. and stuff um and but one of the things i think is so makes it so effective is like you're know you talking about you kept thinking about the neighbors what yeah. i thought worked i mean is that we literally never see a neighbor though and like even though they're in this suburban neighborhood, it still manages to feel super isolated. Did you kind of get that vibe at all? Like, if they feel so vulnerable, because you don't feel like they could run to a neighbor's house for help. Like, they're very trapped.
1: Yeah, and even when, like, when we're with the guy who's trying to figure out what to do with the dog and he's driving through the streets, you don't see people mowing their lawns or checking their mail. There's no other people other than the characters in the story that we're watching. And it, it does seem almost like they're in a neighborhood of empty houses. Is yeah. Feels.
0: Yes. Like abandoned houses or like it's slightly out of sync with time. I always like that sort of feeling where like this, it's sort of like this little vignette and it's sort of separated, even though maybe it's surrounded by things like it feels very apart. And it, it just kind of gets at like secret life of kids. But yeah. then, like, not even being able to have that lifeline of adults when you mm-hmm. really need it. Because, like, all the parents are absent. Yeah. Is, yeah. That, to me, that was really scary as a kid. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this movie, like, really kind of goes for the horror in a way that uh, movies don't now for kids. Like, there are real serious stakes in this. And so, like, when the kids start getting killed, you're like, this doesn't feel like it. it is not in keeping with the tone of the movie. Like, it feels like those are real stakes in the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I really, you know, I don't know if this is the movie, or maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I really did have thoughts where I was like, wow, I wonder if they are... Because, like, you know, you'd assume that that Terry and Al are going to be okay in the end. But I really did have a moment where I was like, or are they? Like, are they really going to take away these characters? Because it did seem to be tapping into these real child fears of, like, losing everyone. And it was kind of like, is it gonna, is it gonna reconcile that? Are we gonna get? A, are they magically gonna come back out of the closet? Which they did, and it was fine. But it was just like, mm, this is getting real.
0: Well, it's confusing because like we're now accustomed to the way kid the formula of kids' movies, right? Like that mm-hmm. ultimately the stakes are not that serious. Whereas, but then we're watching this, and like none of the, it's like it's coded as an adult horror film with kids in it, so you're unclear as to whether or not those kids are coming back. And then when, like I said, when they come back and you sort of have this sort of bombastic ending, you're like, oh, right, this is a kid's movie. But, like, in that final act, I feel like you kind of forget that it's not necessarily made for you. Because, like, he's stabbing eyeballs in his hands. Yeah. And, like, like, you really do kind of get a sense of that they're in peril in a way that, like, I don't know. Like, you just don't get in... I don't want to keep saying Goosebumps, because there's plenty of other, like, I mean, maybe the closest to that would be Monster House was pretty advanced, but even that was animated. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would love to see this kind of come back, because, like... What are the horror fans that are younger than us gonna be like if they didn't have these fucked up movies? <laughs>
1: well, they're either gonna be super wimps because they didn't get to watch gay movies or they're gonna all be psychopaths because they had to watch adult scary movies because there weren't any for kids and That's they're a watching good
0: point unfriended
1: Mm. instead of the last unicorn what's gonna happen to the kid who
0: loves house with a clock in its wall and they're like
1: i want to see all of eli roth's movies (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: that kid's gonna end up in therapy like quickly but yeah i don't know i love this movie i'm glad that you liked it too Uh, i did i really enjoyed it so thank you to the listener that suggested we revisit the gate this was like a this was a Sometimes, you know, you always worry a little bit when you love something you haven't seen in a long time, like, will it hold up? But yeah. this was actually really fun to go back and see. So, in 15 years from now, when I'm ready to revisit the gate again, <laughs> what should I be drinking?
1: Um, You know, again... Like, like some other times before this, I don't have a specific alcohol in mind, but definitely some sort of, like, vodka and juice, I'm pretty sure. Right. Like a, right. Like a Kool-Aid and Smirnoa. Something you've
0: stolen from your parents' liquor cabinet, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, and it's some sort of, like, color that doesn't exist in nature. Ooh, yes. Like, I'm a Dory. Ooh. Yeah. Blech. You're like,
1: what do we have? Well, I have a Gatorade.
0: Did you ever did you ever go through your parents' liquor cabinet when you were a kid? Um sort of. It was less a cabinet and more a refrigerator. Okay. Like I can remember stealing sips from my parents' liquor cabinet and being super bummed because it was terrible. Yeah. It, it was, was like slogan and <laughs> cutty bummer S- for kids. And cutty sark oh yeah that's a bummer for kids it was a huge bummer i was like who the fuck is drinking this <laughs> yeah but then i had I'm... to
1: top it off with water <laughs> it was for me it was always vodka ah. and i hate vodka mm, but that's a safer bet it is it's better than than your Slow gin. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Ugh, gross i still don't really like gin because of that i think I like gin. I know. I need definitely... to get on board with the gin, but I have not been able to.
1: I mean, unlike whiskey, gin's not for everyone, I don't think. I think it's, you know, it's it's a, it's a strong flavor.
0: Yeah. See, whiskey is just so inviting. It just, like, pulls you into its warm embrace and makes you forget all the bad stuff. It, it's like, you know, it welcomes
1: you in and it's like, don't worry, we'll find someone for you. Just come hang out. Mingle. <laughs> you'll find you'll find your whiskey buddy. you will find
0: your whiskey buddy that's true (laughs) all right so uh for those of you out there who would like to recommend we watch something now that we're branching out a little bit of um of netflix we could also take amazon prime and potentially shutter if there's something you think we need to watch let us know it was really fun to get some suggestions and we would definitely be happy to to kind of add those into the mix. Um, So you can get in touch with us lots of ways. You can email us at Rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can find us on our Facebook page. That's probably the best place to find us unless you have something like longer you want to say then I would love or questions. We totally would take questions if you wanted to email us. Otherwise just hit us up on Facebook and, and suggest some stuff for us that you think that we have missed that we really need to see. Like maybe there's something new on Netflix that the algorithm is hiding from me that I really need to see. Let me know so we can check it out for the show. Because that happens. That happens. Those algorithms get super weird sometimes. Do you remember like a year
1: ago or something when I told you my Netflix was so weird that it wasn't like comedies and horror movies. It was like spring break on the beach with a hot air balloon movies. I'm like, what the
0: hell is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did have a fucked up algorithm.
1: Mine was bizarre. I don't even, I don't know how it even got there. Like I'm looking at things where I'm like, when did I ever
0: watch a snow cone movie what's a snow cone movie <laughs> i
1: don't
0: understand yeah you had the weirdest netflix i've ever seen like yours is broken i don't know how you did it but it was broke i don't know
1: either i don't know how it's possible it's like they were testing things out on my account and didn't tell me and then they're like well this doesn't work at all
0: because now she's were only... like watching you through your computer watching you react to your like your cue and being like okay observation subject to a <laughs> was just not impressed by snow cone movies Moving
1: total on. total, and utter confusion
0: <laughs> all right so if you like the show leave us a review on itunes that would mean the world truly i know i always say that and so i because i've said it so many times i'm trying to say it in new ways and now it's starting to sound like i don't care but i do it'd be awesome if you left us a review on just iTunes. just start threatening like if if you don't
1: start telling us you're listening we'll stop making these we won't they
0: know that's, we won't it's not hollow <laughs>
1: that's empty. a lie <laughs> it's empty, it's right.
0: we're clearly starved for human contact we're not giving this up <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> all right mars speaking of additional episodes what next week is your pick what are we watching
1: we are watching and i have been furiously trying to find it again what on on the uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time <laughs> on the, the zombie group. But the, what was that other one
0: that was suggested to us? Do you Ooh, remember? I can. It was like it. the
1: tri the triangle.
0: So, the mind's eye. That's it. you want to do the mind's eye?
1: Yeah, I wanted to do cuz that's the other it's also on Shutter, right? And I so I'm choosing this because A I've not seen it and B I'm still within my first free Shutter trial yeah, month. So I'm trying free to Shutter
0: month, what? Trying what? to knock some things out and see <laughs>
1: if I I mean, I signed up for the monthly, you know, month by month. So it's 4.99 so 3.99, but it's really you know, if I decided to keep it longer or whatever, it's not a big deal. But I figured since I have it anyway, we could keep with the trend of listener suggestions that are on shutter yeah it's my, it's my current netflix algorithm for my life listener suggestions that are on shutter <laughs>
0: i like it <laughs> all right cool <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely check that out I, I don't know much about it but i saw the poster a long time ago and i meant to see it because the poster looks so fucking dope so we will yeah because i remember we were that talking that about it. you had me look it up and it is creepy yeah it's like just like eyes and then like the circulatory system yeah. or like nervous so. system or something it looks really cool do you mind taking us out Marzi? all right thanks for
1: coming back watch the mind's eye on shutter or whatever other other way you may have <laughs> and uh come back and we'll talk about it
0: yeah sounds good bye everybody bye
1: Oh man, you can really tell in these more recent Stream Queens episodes, like how infrequently I talk to other people. Why? Because I just I get on here and I'm just <laughs> all over I the love place. It, though I love it. It's like all these things that I work really hard to not say to people in the grocery store, because that's pretty much where I run into people. The- <laughs> <laughs> Although I've I've learned that I've lost that layer of like differentiating between when I'm in public and people can hear me and when I'm not and I can talk out loud because I talk out loud to myself all the time because I'm pretty much always alone, right? So then I'm in the grocery store and, like, to my – like, you know, in aisles of people just, like, mumbling under my breath, like, oh, I forgot pickles. Ah, fuck it. I don't need pickles. (laughs) And then, like, moving on. And then I'm walking away like, oh, man, that was out loud. (laughs) You're like, you know, I would consider polygamy if it was To be honest –
0: If yes, if I could have a piece of Patton Oswalt, I would be willing to share. (laughs) (laughs) I have such a celebrity crush on Patton Oswalt. When we saw him, like in person, like I've seen him his comedy show live once, but then we also went to his book reading in San Francisco a few months ago when that book came out, and Mm -hmm. I was in the front row, like three feet away from him. I was like. Am I going to throw my panties at him? <laughs> Is that going to happen tonight? I don't know. It might. If it,
1: if it happens, it's involuntary. It's not right? my fault. I He's can't be lucky playing. I had
0: tights on. Because <laughs> <laughs> security would have stopped me before I could get to level. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you share my passion for fucking weird chubby tails. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh fat haley joe wallace oh my god why is he so hot <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but i'm so into it i know it's so it's weird john benjamin oh my god yes <sighs> yes oh my god a hundred percent like oh like since the coach mcgurk days i have been in love with him like, oh my god he says people are disappointed that when he they meet him and he doesn't look like archer i'm like totally disagree <laughs> don't want him to look like do archer. not have any interest in archer i
1: think archer is hilarious i would not if he looked like archer i would not know like no. Him nearly as
0: much no uh, <laughs> all right